the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the full-scale invasion of Ukraine is apparently underway. Uh, Targeted missile strikes. Media members in peril. Natives fleeing for their safety. And I wonder, as this unfolds and escalates, and it definitely will, if the American people will get to, if they haven't already arrived there, the feeling of remorse that maybe you remember from your uh, dating days, either after you broke up with someone or they broke up with you and they realized, you know, uh, I maybe should have given that person I was with a little bit more chances because now that I realize who I'm with now, I see things that I didn't appreciate when I had them that I wish I had back. I'm speaking, of course, here in the beginning stages of a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show about whether or not people who just voted against Donald Trump because they didn't like his tweets, or they didn't like him, or they didn't like his bluster, now realize that besides higher gas prices, which, by the way, are going to go even higher, and higher food prices, which, by the way, are also going to go even higher, because when gas prices go higher for you and me at the pump, They also go higher for the truckers who bring those items to market, if in fact they have items to bring to market, which may also be a worsening situation, our supply chain issues and our empty shelves. But I just wonder if the prospect of perhaps a world war, number three, fought not just with weapons, not just with humans, but with cyber attacks on us, We don't know what's ahead. Here's what we do know. We know that Vladimir Putin longs for the old days of the Soviet Union, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. He wants Ukraine back. He wants the Baltic states back. He may be a little bit Hitlerian in his desire to, who knows, take Poland, take Czechoslovakia. And similar to World War II when Hitler found friends to wage war with, Japan, Italy. It is very possible that Vladimir Putin, while he seems unlikely to outright join forces with Xi Jinping of China, Putin wants Ukraine the way Xi Jinping wants Taiwan. And Xi Jinping has been saying for a long time that the West is in decline. The fact that we have an almost 80-year-old president who is chronically late to his own press conferences, would seem to confirm Chairman Xi's opinion about the decline of the West. So today, 
1230, Joe Biden is supposed to come to the podium and announce even tougher economic sanctions against Vladimir Putin. Ooh, tougher sanctions. Oh, boy. The fact that Putin and Xi have a cozy relationship, more of a convenient relationship than a cozy relationship. I don't think they trust each other. (laughs) And I don't think either one of them is stupid enough to trust each other. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And the United States is decidedly China's enemy. We may not say that, but they certainly make that very clear with COVID, with their uh, theft of intellectual property over the years. So Xi Jinping is sitting back cheering Vladimir Putin inwardly, not outwardly, as he distracts us in Ukraine because that makes it easier for Xi Jinping to do whatever he wants to do in Taiwan. Maybe he'll do it now. Maybe he'll wait. Maybe he'll see how this develops in Ukraine. Maybe he'll wait for the United States to suffer some cyber attack. Maybe he'll wait for voters to turn even more on Joe Biden because of the fact that people don't like it when you get in their pocketbook and Joe Biden's getting in our pocketbook. I know he says he won't raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000 a year, but I filled up my tank yesterday and he got in my pocket for $20 more than he did last year at this time. So we have uh, a lot of perspectives to share with you today. But to my initial analogy about regretting a breakup because you realize what you had now that you no longer have it. I hope the Donald Trump speech to the U.N. in September of 2018 gets a lot of airing on Fox, OAN, and Newsmax. It certainly won't be played on any of the other networks because... On that day, on that occasion, Donald Trump talked about how ridiculous it was that Germany was not paying its fair share to contribute to NATO defenses. And Germany was signing a deal with Russia for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. That Germany was enslaving itself to Russian energy at a time when Germany was not footing its share of the bill for the protection of NATO forces. And gas under Donald Trump was much lower than it is now because oil under Donald Trump was much lower than it is now, $54 a barrel when Trump left office in January of 2021. Now it is approaching, if not over, $100 a barrel. You might remember when the... Opponents of the Iraq war and the Afghanistan war would make their case about why the U.S. should get out. We had expended, in their estimation, too much what? Blood and treasure. Blood and treasure. It's very expensive to fight a war. The Russian economy is about the equivalent of the economy of Italy. Russia is not an economic powerhouse. Its economy is about what the economy of Texas is a year. But here's the difference between Russia and the U.S. When you and I hurt economically, we get the chance every two years, every four years, to go to the ballot box and hold those who have made us hurt economically accountable. We get to chase them out of office. 
provided Mark Zuckerberg doesn't spend enough to offset our vote. That does not happen in Russia. So Vladimir Putin does not care if his economy pinches Russian citizens. There's nothing they can do about it. And Vladimir Putin has a willing consumer for all of his oil in Xi Jinping in China. So we can put all the economic sanctions on Russia we want to. If the second largest economy in the world and the largest population country in the world is a willing consumer of Russian products, that's a pretty good backstop against whatever Joe Biden decides to announce he wants to do to Vladimir Putin economically. So we are in a pickle. And we have in charge the guy who Barack Obama said should never be underestimated Joe Biden's ability to bleep things up. And who Robert Gates, Secretary of Defense under Barack Obama and under George W. Bush, said has been wrong on every foreign policy decision of the last 40 years. That is who we have in charge. A doddering Demented, ineffectual, feckless president. That is what we have. Whether he's really calling the shots or not, I don't know. I'm sure right now they are pumping him full of Red Bull, trying to roust him awake, pull him away from his Leave it to Beaver reruns. Get him to the podium by 1230. Or, since he believes in being super fashionably late, The over-under on his appearance at the podium, given the fact that he was 80 minutes late the other day for his appearance, I would say we'll be lucky to have him there by 12.50 p.m. Whatever he says, we'll have it for you here live. You'll be able to hear it yourself because this is a consequential moment in American history and in world history. And we will be giving you the opinions of experts on the consequences that are at hand next on The Bruce Hooley Show. So I think you would all agree that PBS is not the place to go if you want complimentary reporting on Donald Trump and Donald Trump's wisdom. But I'm looking at a story on uh, PBS.org from July 2018. About halfway through Trump's presidency, he spoke at the U.N., he ripped Germany for signing a deal with Russia that would provide... 60 to 70% of its energy through the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And he complained that Germany was making Russia richer. Now, today, we have Russia invading the Ukraine. And it is indisputable that Russia feels emboldened to do this because it produces one of every 10 barrels of oil in the world, and oil has almost doubled in price since Trump left office back in March of 2020 when the pandemic hit. You know what oil per barrel was priced on the world market? $18 a barrel. $18 a barrel. Now it's almost 100 Do you think that has helped Vladimir Putin finance 
the war effort that he is carrying on in Ukraine? Yes. Yes. No doubt about it. And people poo-pooed Trump's speech about energy back then as, oh, he just wants to sell Germany energy. Yes, he did. Would that have been bad for America? I don't think so. Would that have been bad for Russia? Yeah, I think so. Here's a quote from the PBS story. U.S. energy producers would love to export natural gas to Europe. The U.S. is awash in gas. July 2018. On PBS.org, the U.S. is awash in gas. Are we awash in gas now? No, we are not. Why? Because Joe Biden, on his first day in office, canceled the Keystone XL pipeline. I continue from the PBS story in the Wayback Machine. The so-called shale revolution, the combination of American innovation and technology that has enabled producers to get at previously inaccessible oil and gas, has transformed the U.S. from a country unable to cover its own energy needs to one that on occasion can even export. Until recently, U.S. energy exports were largely of oil, but the emergence and spread of technology and infrastructure that allow companies to cool gas into a liquid, put it on a ship, and turn it back into gas when it reaches its port of call means the U.S. can now export its gas, too. Wow! Them's the good old days, folks. Let me continue. The upside for American companies? Colon. There's so much natural gas in the U.S., it's cheap. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it cheap now? No, it's not cheap now. And... This is an issue because if it's not cheap here, that's a result of it not being available here, not being produced here, not being something that we can export or we can even provide for our own needs with. And now we have Vladimir Putin launching an all-out assault on the Ukraine because he's kind of a Bond villain in that he longs for the days when the Soviet Union was able to exert its will over land masses like Ukraine, the Baltic states. He'd probably like to take Poland and Czechoslovakia, too. So here is General Jack Keane on Fox explaining why Vladimir Putin is doing what he is doing. What we're seeing here, Bill, when you draw back from this... What Putin has selected is the most ambitious, most complicated option that he had available to him. This is uh, pre-assault fire, certainly supporting near simultaneous attack on multiple axes of advance. The, The strategic objective that Putin is after is something we've discussed. He wants to alter the balance of power in Europe. It's favored NATO for years, reconstruct the post-Cold War boundaries, and he's doing that with Belarus and, and Ukraine. And he can only do that because he has money, and he only has the money to do it because of decisions that Joe Biden has made.
Here's Matthew Foldy, Washington Free Beacon. What's the cost of weakness? Well, why would the CCP be anything other than emboldened after we mounted a weak diplomatic boycott and the world, including United States corporations, United States media outlets like NBC News, glorified them at the least watched Olympics in you know, since ancient Greece. So, you know, weakness begets weakness here, and China feels like it's emboldened because of American foreign policy failures, but also because we elevated them on a global stage hosting the Olympics that no one watched. So why would China fear the Biden administration when we're not actually imposing serious costs? The sanctions that we are imposing against Russia are basically already implemented, so it's not like China has any reason to fear. And if it sees that Russia can take over a country like Ukraine with no consequences, of any serious gravity from the United States. What's to stop it from taking over Taiwan without consequence? I mean, the Biden administration is trying to set the world record for countries lost in the shortest amount of time on its watch. But fortunately, the adults are in charge. Uh, it just so happens that no one takes them seriously. Now, that's a nice bit of snark at the end. Fortunately, the adults are in charge. And remember, oh, the Biden administration took over. The adults are back in charge. We got rid of evil orange man bad. We got rid of the mean tweets. We got rid of him ranting about hydroxychloroquine. We got rid of everything being huge and the best and the biggest. We also got rid of common sense policy that worked. Donald Trump last night on Laura Ingram talking about the Ukraine situation. This is something that should have never happened. This would not have happened during my administration. In fact, some people were saying, why didn't this take place over the last four years during my administration? And it didn't for a very good reason. I'll explain that to you someday. But it wouldn't have taken place, and it wouldn't have taken place right now. It's a very sad thing for the world, the country, and it's certainly sad for a lot of people that are going to be needlessly killed. Yeah, if you've seen the video from Ukraine, and I don't know why people are just now trying to get out. I suppose there's something about holding on to the hope that this is all made up and not really going to happen, but Ukrainians are gathering in subways. They are jammed bumper to bumper in their cars trying to get to the western edge of the country. That is the only avenue of escape that they have. As Putin is coming in on three other sides. Trump continued last night about Putin. He said, I do know him and I know him very well. We've had many, many times together. I got to know him fantastically despite the fact that I shut down Nord Stream 2. Nobody would have heard of Nord Stream 2 if it weren't for me. I'm the one that shut it down, and I'm the one that told Angela Merkel, that's the German chancellor, you're doing a terrible thing by doing this. And they were going to get 75%, not 30%, 75% of their energy from Nord Stream 2. It was ridiculous. Yes, it was ridiculous. And this is what happens when you allow nonsense to become the main focus. People's personal dislike for Donald Trump and his manner caused them to look past his achievement and the peace that we had while he was our president. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.